This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you. So, thank you. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. It is our Thursday show. What uh, What do you call it? Like, it's not the it's not the weekend? The pre-kend. The pre-kend. Yeah. All right. And that, that applies for all day on Thursday, in your um, mind? Um, yes. No, Thursday lunch. That's when the pre-kin starts? Yes. Okay. I just need to know <laughs> when I can officially start uh, celebrating. Is that lunch for people, even people who are up this early? Like that's how, a good point. How about somebody's I, just about to get, like they're getting off work in two hours because they're third shift? These are good questions. I saw it on Succession, so... I don't know. Who's who's that sounds like a uh, that sounds like a Roman idea. To no. Me. Siobhan? No. Close. I don't know. Her husband, Tom. Oh, Tom. <laughs> Got it. Let's uh, get a look at the pre-kend weather, and we'll also look <laughs> into the weekend and see what's happening. This is the golfer's forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. We don't have any rain in the forecast uh, through the week and the weekend. No rain. Partly cloudy today, 93, so a little bit cooler uh, than yesterday where we got temptingly close to 100 degrees yesterday. Uh, Winds are going to start off light this morning, get up to between 10 to 15 miles an hour this afternoon. Tomorrow, sunny, mid-90s for the high temperature again. And it looks like we're going to have light winds through the weekend. That's important for golfers. Uh, but we are going to see the temperatures starting to climb back up. So mid-90s on Friday, sunshine, upper 90s on Saturday. And here you go. For Sunday, the forecast says mostly sunny, 100 degrees Woo! in the Sunday forecast. So we'll see if that uh, happens or not. So it's going to be warm, sunny, and uh, for the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, not very windy, which is a real treat. I give it an A-plus for the whole weekend. Nice. It's a golfer's forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Remember, you can set up your tee times and reservations. You can do that all online now at PaintedDunes.com. Or you can give them a call, 915-821-2122. That's Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Our uh, general manager, Brad DeBose, coming in today. is going to tell us all about the uh, lineup for Cool Canyon Nights, which gets started tonight at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. It is our live music series at McKelligan Canyon. It's the West Star Cool Canyon Nights Summer Concert Series, and the first one is tonight with Mariachis Los Arietos. Uh Get there early. Because there are going to be food trucks, you get something to eat, you can get uh, featured beers of the week from LNF Distributing, and make sure you get a good seat inside the amphitheater. The mariachis are very, very popular, so we're planning, you're, we're already counting on a big night uh, tonight, and it looks like the weather is very much going to cooperate. Cool Canyon Nights is also brought to you by Comfort Zone, Charlie Clark Nissan, El Paso Community College, Superior Sign and Lighting, Twin Peaks, and Johnson's Jewelers. And we'll be finding out more about the uh, series. We've got it coming up for the next three months. And uh, Brad DeBose is going to join us later. We've also got a true crime report on the way 
A little bit later this morning, the True Crime Report will include the Florida Man game. So everybody can play along with the Florida Man game. Coming up uh, later, we're going to have entertainment news. Joanna Barba brings us Hollywood notes every day. So what do we have on the way with entertainment news, Joanna? What is going on with Andy Dick? Do you did remember? He get, uh, <clears throat> did he get arrested? Yes. So this says he was arrested on a live stream for felony sexual battery. It wasn't there an incident like within the past couple of weeks where right. some th- I don't know if it was an arrest, but somebody got a fight and he was doing this live stream. It looked like it was in a trailer. It was some other dude. I, I thought it was like in an apartment, well, and maybe. he was living with some YouTuber, and it was all because of the YouTuber. Or no, somebody walked in in the middle of their live stream, and the it, and started a ruckus. Right. I just remember there was something about Andy Dick. And because this person like interrupted the live stream and the, the roommate was going a little a a little crazy, uh people on the live stream called nine one one. Oh. Okay. But this is something completely But this is something completely different. He was uh, arrested for suspicion of felony sexual battery after an adult male claimed he sexually assaulted him at the O'Neill Regional Park in Orange County. Uh huh. All right, so there's a new Andy Dick uh, incident. Maybe Andy Dick's just like 24 hours he's live streaming, so everything that right. happens to him Why gets is captured. everything on a live stream? Uh, all right, we've got that on the way with entertainment news. Uh, last month, a Las Cruces police officer shot and killed a 75-year-old uh, woman uh, in, in her home after her family had called and said... Uh, our grandma, you know, has some mental health. I think dementia is what they, they said uh, that she has, and she's acting aggressively. Could you please send somebody mm-hmm. out here to help? Uh, so even before this, they released the body cam video, but before that had happened, there were a lot of people in the community in Las Cruces. I know the local ACLU chapter in Las Cruces said, hey, we want to know more about this, and they released the body cam video. I got to tell you, it doesn't look great for the officer who shot the 75-year-old woman, mostly because she just looks so frail and uh, confused. And she is holding she two. She's holding knives. two knives. Yeah, right. She had two knives in her hand. But uh, a lot of people are saying, gosh, couldn't you do anything other than shoot and kill this 75-year-old woman? I mean, she... Uh, and that's what the the granddaughter is right, doing the, in an interview. She's saying they thought it was a taser, what he had in his hand. Right. So when he shoots, they're yelling, it's a gun. Because the whole time they thought, oh, he has a taser. Uh, I, th- I think this, uh, since the L- uh, Las Cruces PD re- released this video... People are going to be like, okay, now that I see it, it looks worse than than you imagine, you know, because the the, the woman didn't look like she was really capable right. of hurting the police officer. But but they do blur out. I would say the last second and a half, mm-hmm. because and and of course the police and investigators can see the unblurred version, but the only version they've released to the public that I can find, and I don't want to see this old, right. old woman get shot. I just want to see you don't see like the last second and a half. Like, unless she lunged at the police officer, but you don't see that last... And those are the most crucial seconds, I would say. So, uh, that is posted up at KLAQ.com, by the way, if you want to check that video out. 
yourself. Joanna's got a uh, an article up about the super blood flower moon. And uh, everybody can come out. What's going on, Joanna? The earth is going to pass between the moon and the sun. It's going to turn it's the moon from a, white to blood red. A total eclipse of the moon. Mm. Thank you. There's an organization called Celebration of Our Mountains, and they are inviting astronomy lovers to go to Suyong Park in northeast El Paso to check out the blood moon. It is a two-night event. So it begins Sunday, and it'll go into Monday night. Where you can also watch the blood moon, the blood flower moon. They'll have telescopes on hand. Uh, you can bring snacks, your lawn chairs, and enjoy a night of stargazing and checking out this total lunar eclipse. And where do you go? Sue Young Park. Okay, and you can read all about it and get all the details, and you can do that at klaq.com. All right, I think we uh, got that correct. <laughs> Q Connected is coming up this Sunday. It's KLAQ's new music feature show uh, with a, an additional spotlight on local rockers. And it is 5 to 7 every Sunday this week. Hear new songs from the Scorpions who are coming to the Don Haskins Center with Whitesnake on September September 19th. Don't let me forget, we've got more tickets for <laughs> Scorpions right. and Whitesnake today as they go on sale Friday. These will be winning before you can buy them tickets. Also this week, Daniel Paulus, uh, who does Q Connected, is going to put the local spotlight on artists such as Circa Arcana, The Revamps, Middle Fingers Unfold, and Pink Orange Red. Pink Orange Red, that's kind of like the order that the Blood Flower Moon is going to go in, <laughs> isn't it? It's going to start off with like a moon, then it's going to go pink, then orange, then red. But, but that's very good, yeah. <laughs> Uh, good job naming your band, guys. It's very topical <laughs> for this Sunday. Q Connected, Sundays 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ and streaming on the KLAQ mobile app. Q Connected is brought to you by The Rock House at 9828 Montana with Devastation on a Nation tour coming the Thursday, May the 19th. Visit The Rock House on social media for more information and Q Connected is brought to you by The Rock House, 9828 Montana. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We've got a true crime report on the way. Today's true crime report will include the Florida Man Game. Woo! 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 Uh, everybody's invited to play along when we do the Florida Man Game, so that's coming up shortly. We're also going to have tickets for the Scorpions and White Snake to give away this morning and throughout the day. On KLAQ. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, so these are winning before you can buy them tickets. Entertainment news coming up. Let's go ahead and take a look at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Today is Native American Rights Day. It's also Limerick Day. I feel like you've been wanting to write some limericks, Nico. So since it's Limerick Day, Ooh, write feel some free. Limericks. I'm not asking you freestyle, but if you want to write a limerick, today is limerick day. I know there's a man from Nantucket. Okay. And something to do about buckets. I don't think bucket is <laughs> And in there. then we can't say the rest. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think you've got even the bucket part right, to tell you the truth. I've always heard there was a bucket in it. Mm-hmm. Luck it? Duck it. All right. Do you guys want me to 
tell you the the famous sure. man from I've Nantucket wondered. ride. I, because I'm, every time they started in movies or TV shows, everybody goes, "Oh, stop!" stop. Yeah. All right. So the original, to my understanding, goes go. like this: There once was a man from Nantucket mm-hmm. who's was so long he could. <gasps> he said with a grin mm-hmm. as he wiped off his chin, <gasps> "If my ear was a, I would." <laughs> oh my god! There is no bucket at all. Yeah, there's no bucket, guys. Mm, the one word I missed. <laughs> Birthdays uh, today include actor Domhnall Gleeson, who played General Hux in some of the more recent Star Wars movies. He also played Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. 39 today, Domhnall Gleeson. Actor Rami Malek, who won the Academy Award for portraying Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Also the star of Mr. Robot, Rami Malek, 41 today. Uh, birthday for actress Kim Fields, who played Tootie in The Facts of Life in the 70s. She's 53. Tootie! Kim Fields is on, currently on a Netflix sitcom called The Upshaws. I love The Upshaws. I just started yeah? it. Yeah? It has, um, gosh, the names just escape me right now. Kim Fields, Tootie from No, Facts she's not a main character. Oh, okay. Skateboarding legend Tony Hawk is having a birthday today. Tony Hawk turns 54 today. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's an old man who rides a skateboard. Does he still do all the really dangerous stunts on the skateboard? Or That's a really good question. Pulled it back? Turning the same age, Scotty Schwartz, he was the kid actor who got his tongue stuck to the pole in a Christmas story. It's confusing because his name is Scotty Schwartz. Uh-huh. There was a character named Schwartz, but he wasn't. But it wasn't played, him. It right? wasn't him. He played Flick. Flick. <laughs> right. It was Flick who got his tongue stuck. Where's the pole. Flick? And then the little girl just like points out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Nico, have you never seen a Christmas story? I saw the tongue part. But that's you've never it. seen the full movie? No. They play it for like 24 hours every year. Yeah, On TBS. They show nothing but a Christmas story. It looks like a boring old movie for no, old it's great. <gasps> How dare you? You, uh, first of all. <laughs> and your bucket. It's going on the, it's going on the list. I, Nico said if I made him a list of 20 movies that he's never seen that get referenced, you know, just on common. The, on this us. show especially. <laughs> So he actually is making this, Joanna. He yeah, started put a Christmas story down. And it's not all Christmas movies. Just coincidentally, he told me yesterday he'd never seen It's a Wonderful Life. So that's, on there. Yeah. that's another coincidence. You should watch that one, though. That's a good one. He's going to watch all of them. He said, I, I came I, up with a list. I will okay. do it. Actor Stephen Baldwin, one of... Uh, What's his name? Alec, uh, Alec one of Alec Baldwin's one brothers. Baldwin. Stephen is 56 today. And Emilio Estevez, who was at Breakfast Club, is 60 today. His father's Martin Sheen and his brother's Charlie Sheen. But he's keeping it real by going by his real name. Emilio Estevez. Actor Ving Rhames, who played Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction, having a birthday today. He's 63. Marcellus Wallace. 
Does Marcellus Wallace look like a... <laughs> Actor Gabriel Byrne is 72. And classic rocker Billy Squires having a birthday today. He's 72 as well. And superstar composer who really was like his heyday was really like the 60s. He wrote a bunch of hits for a wide variety of artists. Burt Bacharach is 94. Let me see if this helps you out. Maybe it won't. Do you remember when in the first Austin, Austin Powers, Powers ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach, yeah. and he's on top of the bus uh-huh. in, on, the, yeah. on the Las Vegas Strip? That's Burt Bacharach, and he turns 94. What the today. world needs now is love. Sweet love. All right, so clearly you've seen Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This weekend, KLAQ invites you to stop by Cool Joe Cuts. Saturday between noon and 2, it's their grand re- a grand opening of the newest location on uh, Zaragoza. It's at 3260B North Zaragoza. Ooh. Oh, if you're impressed by that. Joanna, you're going to be there, right? Yep. What? You're going to be there? It's yep. going to be me. Register to win hair care goodies and take advantage of half-price haircuts from noon to two. You can also walk away with $30 gift certificate to Dia de los Pescados. Sweet. Courtesy of the queue. And then from two to four, in the same, like right next door to Cool Joe Cuts... Brewtopia, and it is their grand opening. Is this more than just coincidence? <laughs> uh, probably not. You can go to the opening of Brewtopia right next to Cool Joe Cuts, and they're going to give away Cool Joe Cut haircut goodies. Half price pints, two to four, and a $30 gift certificate to Dia de los Pescados from the queue. Uh, that's the food truck that is right there. It's a food truck at 2200 North Zaragoza that brings California-style seafood to El Paso. Check out their Facebook, if you're curious, for Dia de los Pescados. El Paso uh, weather's going to be sunny, no rain in the forecast, and the winds are even going to be mild. Going to get up to around uh, 10 to 15 this afternoon, but through the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, winds are going to be more in the uh, five-mile-an-hour range. So uh, looks good for some outdoor activity. Weather looks great for Cool Canyon Nights, which gets underway tonight. Oh, yeah. KLAQ and El Paso Live are pleased to get West Star's Cool Canyon Nights Summer Concert Series underway tonight. The first night is Mariachi's Los Arietos. That is on the main stage inside the beautiful and majestic McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. The concerts are free to attend, and they're going to be going on every Thursday through the summer at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. Bring your appetite, because there's going to be a lot of food trucks. There's going to be featured beers of the week from LNF Distributing at Cool Canyon Nights, also brought to you by Comfort Zone, Charlie Clark Nissan, El Paso Community College, Superior Sign and Lighting, Twin Peaks, and Johnson Jewelers. Get more details at klaq.com on Cool Canyon Nights, which gets started tonight. All right, ladies. 
This is not advice from me. I'm just reading the results of a recent study found that women are perceived as more attractive, more feminine, and of higher status when they're wearing high heels. Uh I would say compared, as opposed to what? Like Crocs? Yeah, you're gonna look. <laughs> you're gonna look of higher status if you're barefooted than wearing Crocs, right? Right. But let's say I wore some loafers. No, nope. like some good, tasteful loafers. Yeah. According to the study, you are going to be perceived as less attractive, less feminine, yep. and of lower status. For sure. But if you wear heels, what a hottie! Hooker. Hooker. Well. I think there's such a, a thing. Size as, there's a size limit, right? right Anything over eight you know. inches is hooker. If you've got live goldfish <laughs> okay. in the heels, you might be a stripper. You might be a stripper. You might be a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> the dating app Tinder banned a woman in Rhode Island for life for using the platform to recruit people to join her kickball team. <laughs> what? This woman was just looking for teammates and they banned her? In all the wrong places. <laughs> they have like felons on that. Yeah, but they're there to date, not kickball. <laughs> the Kickball Cupid, aka Gianna Peccia, says. Cupid. Yeah. She says she did join Tinder. For the intended purpose of looking for love. But it just so happened that it was about the same time she needed to recruit some teammates for her kickball team. Uh, why not Why not <laughs> kill two birds with one stone? I usually get one or two messages from people. I'd like to join because I want to make friends. Or I played kickball since elementary and I'd like to join up. Yeah, it seems like their priorities might be a little messed up. If Tinder bans a woman because she was recruiting for kickball, do they say anywhere in the terms they, of agreement that you're not going to try and recruit a kickball team? Doesn't Tinder have a thing where like you could just make friends? Yeah, they don't have a thing that says you can't recruit people to your comedy show <laughs> based on just using Tinder, right? <laughs> Because it's going to be banned from Tinder. Because, uh, That's a weird story. <laughs> taking a weird turn Those here. practices might extend other places. <laughs> and what you say is, I'm not interested in this. I'm just here for... So was she recruiting just men or like women as well? Well, it's got and a picture... What did she put in her profile? It's got a picture of her kickball team. It looks like a very co-ed kickball team so maybe she was like men or women message me <laughs> it does look like each of those people has not had any luck on tinder themselves right <laughs> it doesn't look like any of them have played oh, any kickball it, it, yeah the, these so all look like people that that this is all they got out of tinder was joining a kickball team you know what maybe they're better off in the end Just join a kickball team yeah this doesn't make any sense okay gianna peccia uh he was ejected from Tinder when her fingers swiped too far left and right <laughs> into the left and right fields. She says, one day I went to log in and it said you're banned for life. 
For life. For life. It seems a little severe, so that put a huge deterrent in my recruiting. But she says at that point she had already recruited most of her kickball team. <laughs> She's like, I don't so. need you anymore. I got a kickball team. I thought Tinder had like a thing where you could be on there just looking for friends. Of all the things, B- Bumble does have the Bumble. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of Bumble. Bumble has the friend match, and then it has the romantic match, and then it has the like networking networking match. match. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. It seems like there well, could the be a lot of Tinder? worse. There could be a lot worse behavior going on on Tinder than yeah. recruiting for a kickball team. Well, hey. at least she got her kickball team. I'm happy for her. Yeah. If you've uh, been thinking about getting into NFTs as part of your investment portfolio, I've been thinking about there's it. another yeah. opportunity for you. Madonna is selling NFTs with 3D scans of her vagina. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Madonna's diving into the NFT market crotch first. She's auctioning <laughs> off three NFTs, and each one is a computer generated video where something different. Is growing out of her privates. Like a flower. Well, in one, it's a tree. In another, it's a swarm of butterflies. And in the third, it's little robotic centipedes. No fungus. I don't know. The uh. robotic centipedes sound like something that could be crawling out of Madonna's crotch, possibly. Because she's old. I guess. <laughs> she said, I want to cr- investigate the... Con- I want to investigate the concept of creation, not only the way a child it is the world, through a woman's vagina, but also the way an artist gives birth to creativity. All the works were conceived as a 3D, 3D scan, said Madonna. And yes, you do get close-ups of Madonna's hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. <laughs> which people say, who hasn't seen? Come on. If you haven't seen Madonna's hoo-ha, you're not looking for it. It's on my coffee table as a coffee book. <laughs> Money raised from the NFTs, according to Madonna, is going to go to three charities that are, quote, focused on supporting women and children around the world. So That's nice. This was brought to you by Madonna's Vagina. <laughs> Which was brought to you by something people actually wanted to see in 1988. <laughs> True crime in just a few minutes, guys, but get ready because there's a Florida man game in today's True Crime Report. Yeah. Here's what's on TV. Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount+. Plus. I watched the first episode of that, and I guess they're just doing one a week because that was all I could watch was the one episode. Wait, where'd you watch it? On my television. What do you mean on your television? On Paramount+. Plus. You have Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Do you want Paramount+. Plus? Yeah, I do. I want to see Star Trek. Work harder. Make more money. (laughs) Buy for yourself. It's, uh... (laughs) It follows the adventures of Captain Pike, Mm -hmm. who was the captain of the Enterprise before Kirk. In the pilot, the menagerie. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, Paramount Plus has Halo. Do you know who played the original Pike? God, was it, uh... Nah, I'm drawing a blank. I can picture his face. I can picture like his handsome actor face, and I can also picture his face because Captain Pike was supposed to be like in this futuristic wheelchair, and he was his face was completely burned up. It was pretty gory for 1960s television. Was it Jeffrey Hunter? 
Yeah, it could have been Jeff Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah. Played Commander Pike. Captain Pike. Halo is on Paramount Plus today. Halo should have really worked out a deal to be on Hulu, so they could have said, watch Halo on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on Paramount Plus. The Kardashians, though, are on Hulu, and there's a new episode. Joanna, is it still like trying to get you no, to watch? No, I had to press that thing that says, stop showing me right. this. Right, I'm not interested in this, stop or whatever. Stop pushing it on me, Hulu. I don't want to watch it. You kind of do, though. Look, I can get the clips online. If it's something important, E! Entertainment will put it online. Right. Over on HBO Max, the second season premiere of Hacks, which I we watched that, in fact, when you still lived at my house. The first season of Hacks? Yes, thank you. About for, the uh, older comedian? Yes. Thank you for pointing at me where people can't see. Did you enjoy <laughs> the first season of Hacks? Yes, I liked Hacks a lot. It was about a comedian who... Gets a job writing for another com- famous comedian, right? But she's the the older comedian is Jean Smart, yes, who's really great, and she plays like a legendary female comic in the mold of a Joan, Joan Rivers, Rivers, who now just lives in Vegas and does Vegas shows. And Joan I Rivers thought, is dead. Yeah, I know, but it, even Joan Rivers' daughter said, "Hey, Hacks should have just come out and said they were making a show about my mother's life." Yeah. Do you remember who the younger com- comedian? I don't remember what her name is. Um, I don't remember her name, but her, her mother mom. is Lorraine Newman, who was one of the original Saturday Night Live cast members. So, Joanna, the actress uh, who plays the younger comedian in the show, mm-hmm. this is her first on screen thing ever. Like, she's never done any acting before on screen. This was her first one. What did she do before acting? She's a stand up comic. Nico. And <laughs> she was a writer, but um, this is like, but I kind of feel like she might have had a help in the industry because uh, her mom was this like really famous Saturday Night Live. Lorraine uh, Newman. She L- played Lorraine one of the Newman. Coneheads. Yeah. One of the Coneheads. <laughs> like she was the other, one of the other Coneheads. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Yeah, she totally had a, a leg up. I think if so. If you will. But she's really good in it, Stone. Do you want to hear about a gender reveal party that almost turned deadly? Again? Yeah. A couple in the UK had a stupid gender reveal party, which are all stupid. People should stop doing them. You probably know where this is going. They set off pink smoke bombs, but they must have miscalculated because there was a lot more smoke than was expected and people were struggling to breathe, including young kids that were there. It was touch and go, but everybody, it sounds like, is going to be okay. But here's what it sounded like. Uh, they pulled a pink smoke bomb and party goers had to escape from the thick fumes and some of the people did report feeling uh, a little woozy mm-hmm. after the incident. I got a question. Why do we only use like smoke bombs and explosives and fireworks for gender reveals? Why don't we do it for other watershed moments in life? <laughs> like? Uh, like like that, funerals. Yeah. Or that biopsy result. Yeah. Congratulations. A retirement party. You are not cancerous. It's benign. You know. It's benign, about 10 inches. <laughs> Who decided, like, smoke bombs and explosions are only for gender reveals? <laughs> I think there point. are a lot of different things you could you could use explosives for. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
It is Thursday morning. That means we're going to have some more winning before you can buy them tickets to see the Scorpions and Whitesnake in concert. That's coming up it's September 19th at the Don Haskins Center. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. We're going to have a pair of tickets to give away during the morning show and then uh, throughout the day, listen for chances to win tickets. Tomorrow, we're going to have our final pair of win them before you can buy them tickets for Scorpions and Whitesnake before those tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. Uh, through Ticketmaster. We still have going on a uh, chance for you to win a trip to go to Miami to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard on their stadium tour. Uh, that's going to be on June 18th, and if you win the prize, you get airfare for two, hotel for two nights, for two tickets uh, to the show, two concert tour T-shirts, and $500 spending cash is also part of the prize package. Along with Mot- Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett are part of this incredible lineup. What's going to happen is every day, including weekends through Sunday, May 22nd, uh, three times a day, we're going to give you a code word. Every code word that you enter on the KLAQ mobile app is like an extra entry, like buying an extra lottery ticket, except you don't have to buy anything. Just listen for those code words at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. That's every day, including Saturday and Sunday. We'll give you a code word at 10 a.m., one at 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and uh, get as many of those code words in to give yourself the best shot to win this trip. June 18th to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison in Miami. And uh, our first uh, code word will be around 10 o'clock this morning. Nico's going to have the news coming up a little bit uh, later. We're going to push it back a little bit because our general manager, Brad DeBose, coming in to talk about Cool Canyon Nights, which yeah. gets underway tonight at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. The mariachis start off. Mariachis, los arigatos uh, tonight in the main stage. Arieros. Arieros, excuse me. Uh, Joanna. Like- See? <laughs> uh, I challenged Buzz last week on one of the after buzzes to uh-huh. do a grito. Oh, how did that go? I felt like it might be perceived as cultural appropriation <laughs> on my part. So, like, uh-huh. I he, mean, would, he would start and go, ah, ah, no. better not. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. You know what? It feels I need to like. catch up on your after buzz. I haven't heard it in a while. <laughs> it feels like the kind nice. of thing that somewhere down the road it's going to be the equivalent of doing blackface if it comes back up. <laughs> <laughs> White people were doing gritos. 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 <laughs> Axios reports that a Texas law aimed at punishing social media companies if they censor users will go into effect, at least for now. A three-person panel of federal appeals court judges ruled on Wednesday. A lower court had blocked the law. Uh, It's considered a win for Republicans in Texas who claim social media companies have waged a campaign to silence conservative ideas and beliefs. The law allows users to sue a social media company if they are blocked for posting or have their post removed. Civil liberties experts and tech advocates argue this is going to force companies to let problematic speech or maybe even hate speech 
such as misinf- such as hate and misinformation on their platforms. Yeah, doesn't uh, as a as a private company, don't they have the right to set what their rules are? And listen, if what your if what your opinion is goes over into the area of of hate speech, I mean, some people want to use social media, but they don't want you know their their family pictures or their post next to somebody that's either just as an example a Russian bot, for example. Uh-huh. Or somebody who's just posting Confederate flag stuff, and you know, some people don't want that. And if the company decides well, we don't want that on our platform, shouldn't they have the right to say that? It's interesting that civil liberties experts are, for the most part, on the side of the company, saying they've got civil liberties too to say this is our company, this is how we want to run our company, and if people right. are saying certain things, right. uh, we want to have the right to. You know, block them or remove them. Yeah, what happened to being pro-business? Oh, you know what? I had a story because I think yeah. you hear the pa- you hear the paper yeah. rustling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a story. Newspaper. <laughs> a man got 15 months for his role in encouraging rioting in downtown Chicago. Uh, he got 15 months in federal prison. James Massey, 23 pleaded guilty in February to inciting and participating in a riot that included looting downtown businesses in Chicago. I'm bringing this up because you see every day you see the coverage of the like the January 6th Capitol rioters, mm-hmm. and I think that feeds into this narrative that they're the only ones that are getting prosecuted. Because they're not. They're not. No. People who, com- who uh, participated in some of the rioting uh, surrounding s- certain social justice, you know, the George Floyd protests those people some of them are going on trial now you could make an argument well are a fair number of them it, it, you know they're going after a lot of these people that were at the capitol on january 6 i would say it's the coverage possibly because you know they're cu- every time it's like this the QAnon shaman this former cop you know it's it does get a lot more coverage but uh this guy in chicago reached a plea agreement uh, in which he admitted that he had posted videos and messages calling for people to travel to downtown Chicago to destroy property and loot. He later was captured on surveillance video helping to loot and destroy four businesses. So it it's not accurate to say, well, they're not going after anybody who did any rioting. On this vote, DAs are... I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Kamala? Yeah. Was that the vice president that I heard no, there? Was... <laughs> um, this this is an article that's up at uh, klaq.com. The Las Cruces police released this video of God, a 75-year-old woman is who got shot. And I think it's important that they release these videos because you could hear it described, but without seeing it yourself, that's that's how you kind of arrive at at your own informed opinion of it. So the family of uh, the 75-year-old woman who ended up dead called 911 saying their grandmother, who has dementia, on the 911 call they say she has dementia mm-hmm. and she's got, uh, I think at some point they said, yeah, she's she's got a knife and she's just acting really bizarrely and aggressively and would you please send an ambulance and a cop. So the police respond and... The woman comes to the door, 
and the officer starts pointing his gun and yelling at her. I got to say, based on the video, it it doesn't look like she would have been incapable she would have been capable of inflicting a lot of damage because the officer looks nobody seemed like they were in panic or that the situation had been escalating until he starts yelling and showing up well, I would uh, say he, the he family was the, concerned. They were about concerned, their but listen to the the granddaughter who she says, "Please be careful." Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody is in a low, calm voice. He lets them out slowly. He says, "Please go over here." My premise here is that the video doesn't look great for the cop who shot the seventy-five-year-old woman, but they blur out like the last second or two, so you don't see. Like, you know did what? she do something in that last second and a half? Even if if she just lunged at him. It would still, Wait, that's the thing. You can't see. It, Does she lunge it, at him? No. Even still, he seems like he would have been still, capable of backing up or calming things right, down like in some way. What big damage would that lady have done had he she lunged at him? escalated from the beginning the whole situation. Wait, she did or he did? He escalated the situation from the All beginning. Right, so he gets the granddaughter and the daughter. Uh, very nice. Very out, calm. Come right. On. And they come yeah. out. Please and be, they, ca- Heather, please and, be please careful. Please be careful with my grandma. Okay, so the 75-year-old woman shows up at the door, and she's got kitchen knives. It looks like she's got one in each hand. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like she's within stabbing distance, and she looks like she moves. She's at least eight feet away. Right. And she looks confused, and it doesn't look like she could really hurt this officer. The knives are down at her sides. Right. They are not up in a threatening manner. It, you know what? It almost seems like the type of situation where it's like, oh, my training says that if somebody has a weapon, I get to shoot them. And, you know, because... I don't think, think that's true. I, mean, you know, I think... They, you know, I haven't... I don't think the uh, Las Cruces police have made a statement on this. Uh, the, the officer's on administrative leave. But that's standard protocol in an officer-involved shooting. But it looks like there are at least a thousand different options other, other than, than shooting the woman. Basically, you know, point blank. Uh, uh, also, she's speaking only Spanish. Later, her granddaughter and told him that. speaking only English? And he's speaking only English. It just feels like if you're a police officer anywhere in this part of the country, you would know how to give at least simple commands right. in Spanish. Uh, if that's not the case, I, I would encourage law enforcement in, to look into making that a thing where you can at least say, put it down mm-hmm. in Spanish. It's, they later said that the grandmother didn't understand or speak English. She's not approaching on him. She's talking to him in Spanish. The knife's still down by the side of her hand, and then he's just yelling, yelling. in la- louder and using profanities. But I don't guess she understands any of that because she doesn't speak. So if I, she didn't understand regular English, she's not going to understand your profanities. She's not dude. obeying my commands. I don't know profanities. Well, she doesn't understand your commands. Also, she had dementia. I don't know if they, you know, that's one of the questions. It's like, did the officer not know that this was a mental health issue? Maybe not. I mean, they told the 911 operator, but there's no... No know, way. That no, no one from this they video. released the 911 call. Yes, they did yeah, say that there's in no the way call. Yeah, but the they didn't, maybe they didn't relay the message to yeah. him. It no. could have been some kind of communication. And the, the the thing that I can say that might be in the defense of the officer is that the video they released to the media and to the public blurs the moments mm-hmm. that she gets shot so there's like a second no, or even two. then there's no defense even then 
he it's from the beginning like if she pointed the in that last second even if she pointed the knife defensible he has done everything wrong that a police officer could do in this situation and you say that based on your experience as as working at these scenes as seeing somebody that has worked with mental health patients and how you, you don't escalate, you don't yell at somebody to get them to do something that doesn't make the situation any better. And he's cussing like at her. He was using like all this vul- vulgarity for what reason? It didn't all the bleeps that you hear in this video are not her. All the bleeps the, are, the are bleeped him. out part are him saying put the effing put set the knives. Down None of whatever. it is making the situation better. <clears throat> I agree that it looks terrible. And that this is probably something that might get some national attention, but I am leaving just so it's out there. There's a second or two right before the shots are fired, maybe a second and a half where they blur it so you don't see this old lady get shot. You didn't see the 75-year-old demented woman that didn't speak English at the very end. Okay, I'm just saying. I I don't know what the position of the... You know, the, the police union is well, going to be. If probably I was there, they're going to be on the side know, of the cop. The, That's usually if, what happens. If I'm their daughter or granddaughter, I'm thinking, man, I shouldn't have called the police. Man, oh, yeah, I, I should bet they not really... have called the police. Calling the police was the wrong move in this situation. I, I, I would almost go so far as to say, yeah, calling the police, you got to at least consider the possibility that the police might shoot the, the loved one, or right. even if it's an elderly person, that you're concerned about. A lot of people, you know, so they've got somebody, and I heard some people talking about, yeah, sometimes the forms of dementia, people are really confused. And, oh, they get violent. They'll hit they'll you. Get violent. They'll hit their wife. A, a man will hit his wife. A man or a woman will hit her children. And it's all because of the dementia. Dementia, absolutely. Yeah. I got to tell you, even if I was there with no gun, I would say, well, this woman is not a threat to me because, you know, look at her, how old she is, and she's not pointing she's the not knife pointing at me. 60, six, about six to eight feet away. Also, she where was his taser? Any... Where was his taser? Okay, here's Why the are thing. tasers not standard issue? That's what the granddaughter is saying, that she, they thought it was a taser. And you, that's why they're yelling, don't shoot her, because they, they're thinking. They're, they're begging him not to tase her, but Please up don't until taser. the time Please that don't the, taser. the gun went off, they thought it was a taser. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I say, there's right. a second and a half there that they blur out and Nah, doesn't even matter. This this is this this doesn't save the image of the police officer. It looks bad from bottom to top, beginning to end. I, I don't know if there are a lot of people defending what the police officer did or what the what the Las Cruces PD's take on this is gonna be or Where's the taser? Is it not standard issue for police officers to carry tasers? Well I'm almost positive. It is standard issue for all police officers to be carrying tasers now. Now I can say that when me, I see the El Paso cops, you usually see that they've got a taser on their back. Now, you told me yesterday that another police officer who responded to the scene was quoted as saying, oh, the, the police officer who shot was only with his uh, duty-issue gun. Yeah, his service his weapon. His service weapon. And nothing else. And nothing else. Come you didn't on. have a bat, a baton? A, a stick? Yeah. You could have karate kicked her. I mean, she's a little old. She's a little old lady. And, if, and even if she did lunge at him, what damage could she have done? Right. Exactly. He could have backed up a step and been and safe. If he didn't have a taser, then he shouldn't have responded. I don't think the, the, that guy should have responded to a scene 
where he only had a gun. I think you should have all the other tools with you, and if you don't have all your other tools, then you stay in You the know, car. I think it's really important, though, that, you know, that uh, people who want to see this video, and it's, it's, you know, pretty upsetting even with that part blurred out, but so you get an idea of what actually happened. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or pumpinginktattoo.com. That's pumpinginktattoo.com. Our uh, general manager and our boss is here to tell us all about Cool Canyon Nights, Brad DeBow. Brad DeBow. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? This is exciting. Yeah, we're not we're not in his backyard. Yeah, it's we're not. I've, I've never talked to Brad <laughs> outside of my outside backyard. of your backyard. That's the only time you've ever had actual face to face time with Brad, with Brad is if it's in my backyard. Yeah. We used to do this uh, a lot more often. Nice, got to be honest. But it's been a while. Tonight, the weather is definitely cooperating. Weather looks gorgeous for outdoor concerts, and this is the first night every Thursday. Uh, that for the next few months uh, is going to have a free concert. That's a big part of it. Concerts are all free to attend. Yes. So we're going for 12 more weeks. This is our 11th season, and uh, uh, Westar presents Cool Canyon Nights. It's every Thursday. Doors open at 6, and um, the music starts up on the patio stage. And I'm really thrilled because we have a you know a lot of great local performers you know on the on the patio stage and I'll, I'll come back to that. But the main stage for 12 weeks, we've got a number of fantastic local musicians, artists, bands, performers that are going to really you know have a great time in the canyon. I'm not going to say they're still going to rock the canyon because we don't have as, a lot of rock. We have a lot of pop. We have mariachis. mariachis we, we have a lot of El Paso style music from El Paso style musicians some of the favorites i don't think we would get away without having fungi mungle so they're going to wrap up the season oh, 12 nice. weeks from now it's going to be fungi mungle the mariachis are always super super popular so if you're going to go out there i would say go go early to make sure you get a seat that you want inside the amphitheater yeah there's going to be certain nights that you just definitely have to get there early fungi mungle is going to be a night like that and the mariachis tonight mariachis los arieros Yes, yeah, so you know, and uh, well, first of all, about uh, this particular mariachi group is they won our battle of the rock and roll mariachi bands that we used to do to a point we just discontinued the promotion because no one was going to top what they did. Right, because they, <laughs> right, they really took great rock songs and did a mariachi style, and everybody else was just like, oh, we were just going to do La Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was like an amazing performance, and that's why we kind of retired the event, you know? Um, and they're a fan favorite. Siobhan, Siobhan is coming. She's a, a local musician that's uh, got a song out on Spotify. You should definitely check that out with the Pie Sisters. Uh, Prime 80s, the Thursday before Memorial Day with our own Ray. So Ray's gonna is in prime eighties. No, Ray's gonna open. Oh, Ray's gonna be on the Ray uh, Adiola is gonna be on the patio stage. Yeah, our own. Ray. So Ray's really good. Yeah, guitar player and singer. Yeah, so he'll be out there, and then we have Ooh La La. That's a you know a really big fan favorite, and the guy opening Irwin Salbach is a crooner. So if you like the uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin type of songs, you know he promised a great performance. So I think, like I said. Uh, there's going to be a lot of great musicians uh, out there. The the way it works is uh, up on the patio. There's a smaller stage. The 
EPCC patio stage, as we call it, brought to you by EPCC CTE program. And and the, and the sponsors really matter because they, like I said, they provide the funds that allow us to, you know, get the bands and do everything. Well, then let's say that our title sponsor is West Star. It is the West Star Cool Canyon Night Summer Concert Series beginning tonight with the Mariachis, uh, Mariachis Los Arieros at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. Free to attend, uh, and also bring your appetite because there's going to be a lot of food there. Yeah, we have the food trucks. Uh, there's going to be a number of them there tonight, and uh, you know, uh, for those that really enjoy adult beverages, White Claw Hard Seltzer is our uh, sponsor, um, and we have a number of different drinks up there and cocktails for people to enjoy. Uh, also, like you know, popcorn. Non-alcoholic drinks. It's fan. You know, the water. Coca-Cola. Yeah, there's going to be. You know, Coca-Cola is one of our sponsors. There'll be plenty of their product available. Um, you know, some things I just want to touch base on is like uh, Hypnosis will be there July 14th. The world's most dangerous band. What's really kind of cool about them is they'll be doing a uh, Steely Dan tribute. Uh, we we have a few tributes in there, so they're going to be doing that on July 14th. And you got Windy City back after quite a few years. We've uh, missed them from 2019 till now. So we got Windy City with Carlos Barba opening up on the 16th. What does Windy City do? Are they like a Chicago cover? Yeah, it's like all Chicago. And I mean, they got the horns and everything? They got everything. Really? Yeah. I they mean, do Saturday in the park? They do uh, They do all the hits. and then 25 or 6 to 10? Or 25 or 6 to 4. Four. Yeah, that's 4. Yeah. But what? All the hits, he's saying. All the, sh- the hits from Chicago. I mean, all of them. Yeah, and then the next uh, the next night, June twenty third, Juan Gabriel Selena tribute. So this is something Monica brought up, and uh, we think it's going to be a really big night. So absolutely, yeah. So uh, and then it's going to be Mar- a bitty bitty bomb bomb of a night. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, we have more mariachis opening up that night, Mariachi Estrella, and uh, they're also going to perform with Juan Gabriel. Uh, the um, our, our, and the performer's name is uh, Aaron. And uh, the June 30th, I'm really excited about our friends Feline Fox, who once again I think is like one of the best local bands that you're going to find around that I think can really escalate out of El Paso. And they're going to perform on the main stage this year after performing twice on the patio stage last year. And on the first set, it'll be them. And the second set, they're going to bring some of their friends. Like Very cool. Cocoa butter, maybe? Co- he, that's what they brought up. I mean, um, cocoa butter. And he, I think Liz Tina, who's opening up, will also be be you know oh liz is amazing yeah liz tina music if you want to check her out um tribes uh we uh, got rained out last year we're having them on the 21st really excited about that and dave hamilton with his big bass so dave's the <laughs> the bassist in like six billion bands but with fungi mungle and he does a great performance with his own cello and uh Zookart on July 7th is going to be great. I mean, they brought a great crowd last year. They're a lot of fun. I mean, you could check out the lineup at, uh, you know, online, um, com and uh, send you a link. Uh, we have the VIP tickets as well. Talk should- about that a little bit because the, the concerts are free. You can go see these shows for free. What is the, what is the VIP option? So the VIP ticket, which is $15, covers uh, – uh, our friends at Delicious Mexican Eatery will be assisting us up there with uh, VIP treats. Uh, you know, be you know in a private area up by the canyon, but it guarantees you your seat inside the amphitheater. So on some of these nights uh, that we're definitely going to be full, you want to get that to hold your seat. You know, there's traffic sometimes that holds you back, so we want to make sure people are able to get in. And the friends okay. and family, and you know, friends and fans and families of. Uh, if you want the real premier seating, go with the uh, fifteen dollar VIP option. 
fifteen dollars. Yeah, like I said, it's just a matter. Of, there were a lot of folks that were part of families, and you know, the bands that won. That you know, so it was another way to create at least there's an access point. It's capacity. are there still going to be buses running down there or some kind of transportation? I no, there we we'd like to, but because it's just you know you know how many people that we can actually hire. You know, it's still you know we're still trying to find enough oh, different okay. folks with. You know, there's a lot of different. Well, they'd had it previous years. So yeah. I know well, not all. It had been a while, but we work with El Paso Live, and you know, once again, on some of these nights, maybe they'll be able to provide that transportation. I don't see that at the moment. I'll give rides if anybody wants one. There you go. You know, what a nice guy. Sign up and be an Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> And like I said, I just want to make sure we thank some of our sponsors real quick. Comfort Zone, uh, Twin Peaks, Superior Sign and Lighting, Charlie Clark Nissan. Charlie Clark Nissan. Orale. Boom. What about Johnson Jewelers? I'm Randy Johnson. I don't want to be your I don't want to be your plumber. I want to be your jeweler. Yeah. So Coca-Cola Southwest. Most upsetting local commercial ever was when it opens on a shot of cleavage and then it pans out and it's Randy. <laughs> <laughs> that, you remember that one, Joanne? Oh, yeah. oh my I remember God. That. that did not stick in my brain as much as it did to oh, yours. Oh, if you'd ever seen it, it would have stuck in your brain yeah. like a splinter. Roy, Roy Home Remodeling. Uh, Tangy Treasures, Tiff Treats, uh, EPCCCTE, uh, White Claw, and once again, uh, Westar is presenting. Uh, oh, you have a new sponsor too, Roto Rooter. Like a lot of folks are joining. Roto Rooter. That's, That's the, the name. name. And yeah. away go troubles down the drain. How do, you, how do you know? How do you know an old Roto-Rooter. jingle? Like, yeah, how do you know that? Like you're I not even to, old enough to remember. I used to live with you, and you just sing it in your sleep. <laughs> no. <I'm, laughs> You just kind of sing old jingles. All right. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a it's going to be a great year this year. Hopefully, everyone has a chance to come up to yeah. the canyon at least one Thursday or many Thursdays. I was sad last year because I haven't really ever gone to Cool Canyon Nights before, and last year was the first time I was planning to go. So I guess I'll have to go this year. Yeah, there's and, almost always like one rain, right? Week, you know, it just the it's just the weather. We never know which week that's going to be, but not this week because there's no rain in the forecast. The forecast looks really good. It's going to, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful night. Like I said, hopefully everybody enjoys tonight. Like I said, if there's long lines, everybody hopefully be patient and enjoy. We'll get everybody in, and hopefully everyone has a spectacular time. Hey, Joanna, Brad yeah. was the person who was there when I discovered that my golf clubs had flown out of the back of my truck because <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't put the tailgate up. And then when I went back to get my golf clubs, they were gone. Uh-huh. Sad story for oh, you. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just looks at me and he's like, I, I, I must have left my clubs at home. Right. I mean, he's looking around like in that <gasps> state of, the, like, I, I, I didn't bring them. And, and like about a minute later, he goes, why is my tailgate down? <laughs> did I, did I, did they fall out of my truck? And a guy walks by, was it a red bag, a club of red bag? I saw it on 54. It was on, it was out in the middle of the <laughs> highway on 54. Does and I mean- was convinced that I had forgotten to put them in the back of the truck. I took my truck. And when I saw the tailgate down, I was still like, oh, I must have left them in the garage because there's no way I would have left the tailgate down. Oh my God, Buzz. And they were gone. Not even, I was just looking for any kind of debris, like a golf tee, any kind of evidence that my golf club, somebody had... more mad that you drove from the west side and your golf clubs were still intact until you got closer to the venue. Yeah, because I went over Trans Mountain. You would have yeah. thought they would have fallen off going up the grade at Trans Mountain, but they hung on right until I must have gotten right before I exited, like at Martin Luther King. My first question was to, to Buzz was like, 
did Brad and JT laugh at you? And Because that's what I would have done. And he was like, no, they were very serious and they were very no, concerned But I for knew me. they were laughing when I wasn't there. Like, they were like, oh man, that's no, a real no, bummer. The, but I knew, it, I knew at some point the, they were- The entire clubhouse of Painted Dunes was laughing as all the other colleagues. They got around the golf club Apparently like all the golfers were talking, did you hear about Buzz's clubs? <laughs> Holy crap, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I picked him up. <laughs> the thing that's crazy is that, you know, there's a time we uh, were up in Las Cruces and he left his oh, keys on top of the cart and forgot it. We're driving for 50 minutes we're, all over to find, you like, know. Guys, I can't find my keys. I lost my keys. So we're driving through the entire golf course, 18 holes, looking that they for fell out of the keys. cart. I guess at some point I put my hand on top of the golf cart and left the keys on top. And we looked for, I don't know, would you say an hour? Close to an hour, JT's wife was driving up. It was crazy. <laughs> she was gonna drive I thought to that it. was the craziest story till the day I saw, like, oh, there's a, was it a red bag? <laughs> Something very wrong going on. You are cut from uh, the same cloth of idiot, man. All right. Uh, cool Candy Nights tonight. First uh, first night is Mariachis, Los Arieros. What time does the... Uh, Wait, don't forget Tony Ramirez. He's a great musician. What time, does the, what time does the uh, patio entertainment start? 6.05. 6.05. And then yeah. about an hour later for the Mariachis. Uh, mariachis. Yep. Okay. Thank you. We'll see you out there. Thank you, Brad. Let's take a break. When we come back, Nico Jim. Jimmy has news headlines on the way. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Coming up, I have not given away our Scorpions and White Snake tickets that we have set aside for this morning, but I will before 10 o'clock, so be listening uh, for your chance to win coming up in the next hour and a half. Could be sooner, could be later. Mm-hmm. But it won't be later than 10 o'clock, I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, time to get into... News with Nico Jimian and our top stories. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Fighting has continued on Ukraine's Zemini Island, also known as Snake Island, with Russia repeatedly trying to reinforce its exposed garrison located there. This is according to the UK Ministry of Defense. I got to thank you. Only name something Snake Island if you really don't want people to go there. Ah, Snake Island. We will stay away from there. Yeah. If Russia consolidates its position on Zemini Island with strategic air and coastal defense cruise missiles, they could dominate the northern West Black Sea, said a ministry official. The island is strategically located as it provides access to Ukraine's major port cities, including Odessa, the largest, uh, cu- the country's largest seaport and one of the largest in the Black Sea Basin, serving as a major gateway for grain shipments and other key exports. Ukraine, however, has managed to successfully strike Russian air defenses and resupply vessels with drones, according to the ministry. Finland, Finland's t- uh, two top leaders say the country should apply for NATO membership without delay. Today's announcement by Prime Minister Sanna Marin and President Sauli Ninistro is the strongest signal yet that Finland will make a formal application to join the alliance. The government will debate the issues over the weekend, and the Finnish parliament is expected to give its final approval to the application as soon as Monday. Well, joining NATO was one of the reasons that that Putin gave for for invading Ukraine, because he said, well, they're about to join NATO, and we're just not going to sit for that. So I don't know what his reaction is going to be to Finland, but... He has already threatened them with uh, consequences, he says. No details yet on what what those consequences might be. Finland shares a more than 800-mile border with Russia, and joining NATO would end the Scandinavian country's decades-long policy of military neutrality. 
Meanwhile, Sweden is expected to follow suit. The two countries remained neutral during the Cold War. Russia is not happy with the news and says of Finland's joining NATO, this cannot fail to arouse our regret and is a reason for corresponding symmetrical responses on our side, which includes adding nuclear-armed missiles on the Baltic Sea. Finland isn't flinching, Ninistra said. My response would be that you caused this. Look in the mirror. More than one million people in America have died of COVID-19, according to a statement Thursday by President Joe Biden. The president called the deaths a tragic milestone, saying it's one million empty chairs around the dinner table, each an irreplaceable loss, each leaving behind a family, a community, and a nation forever changed because of the pandemic. The number of reported COVID-19-related deaths in the U.S., uh, according to Johns Hopkins, stands at 998,997 as of this morning, while the Centers for Disease Control's number puts it at 998,716. The U.S. remains the nation with the most reported deaths. The U.S. is currently reporting 82 million cumulative COVID-19 cases. The first case of COVID-19 in the U.S. was reported in the U.S in the U.S. on January 21st, 2020, with the first U.S. death believed to have occurred on February 28th, 2020. The actual number of COVID-19 cases and deaths both in, both in the U.S. and worldwide is believed to be higher than what is reported due to underreporting of infections and deaths. Native American children were subjected to forced assimilation in the 19th and 20th centuries at hundreds of boarding schools across the nation. That's no longer an accusation. It's according to a new report from the Interior Department. The first such report of its kind, it marks the first time in American history that the government has attempted to acknowledge what it inflicted on Native American children for decades. Among the report's lowlights, which detailed government efforts to integrate Native American children into white American society. By the way, Canada too. So it's a big issue in Canada. Mm-hmm. In Canada, actually, it's a big issue. They found a lot of children graves. And they these- found a lot of, like... Native American child graves. Unmarked graves. Unmarked graves, graves yeah. So I guess the deal would be, and I think in the United States policy started in the early 1800s and continued up through almost 1970, uh, we're going to try and teach these Indian Native American children to be white. To be white, yeah. You know, there was like a lot of punishment for using their... Indigenous language. Indigenous language and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Just over 400 schools in the U.S. renamed Native American students and then separated them from their families. These children had their hair forcibly cut, and they were told not to speak their language. In records from 19 of these Indian boarding schools, at least 500 Native American, Alaskan Native, and Native Hawaiian children died. There are more than 400 schools and more than 50 grave sites located, with more expected to be found. Interior Secretary Deb Holland insists she makes it a priority to address the legacies these policies have had to assist in healing for indigenous people. How do they address that in Oklahoma, where you come from, Buzz? How do they address that? Yeah, the whole trail of tears and leading Native Americans to your state. Uh, you know, there are some museums that definitely, like there's a Trail of Tears museum uh, called the Gilcrease Museum that's in Tulsa, and we definitely learned about the Trail of Tears, mm-hmm. which was the forced relocation of, of some Indian tribes from like, Alabama and Georgia and Florida 
to and, the Oklahoma Territory. And you did have Native Americans in your school, or what, what, did they have oh, their own yeah, schools no, and no, stuff? No, we we definitely were integrated schools by the time I got into school. Okay. I didn't know what happened in the 1870s. I did have, like, one Native American kid, like, in first grade didn't stand up for the national anthem, and it was just something you noted. It's like nobody in first grade got upset, but we just noticed, oh, like, Leonard doesn't get up when it... Like, we all had to get up and do the thing, and I guess his parents were, uh, you know... There was a there was an American Indian aim the American Indian movement, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying they were members of that, but you know people who who protested like why should right. I get up and pledge allegiance when we've been you know crapped on so hard and stole for years stole yeah. our land and stuff so. that's crazy. In the wake of a bombshell leak last week of a Supreme Court draft opinion indicating that the court's conservative majority could soon overturn Roe v. Wade. Senate Democrats on Wednesday forced a vote on the Women's Health Protection Act, which would codify abortion rights into federal law. The legislation failed in the Senate 49 to 51, and Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat of West Virginia, joined a unified Republican front in opposition. Critics of the legislation, like Manchin, called it too broad and have requested a modified version to be drafted. Republican senators such as Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, who do not support abortion rights, took issue with the bill not protecting Catholic hospitals that would refuse to perform abortions. President Joe Biden condemned Senate Republicans for failing to act at a time when women's constitutional rights are under unprecedented attack, and it runs counter to the will of the majority of the American people. As for Vice President Kamala Harris, who presided over the vote, she said the vote clearly suggests that the Senate is not where the majority of Americans are on the issue and urged Americans to vote for pro-choice Democrats in November. You know, I keep hearing that statistic that, like, nationwide, 70% 70 of Americans uh, are in favor of abortion. Or choice. Or choice. choice. I shouldn't say nobody's pro-abortion. I bet there are some people that are pro-abortion. Yeah, do it! Get them all! (laughs) Pro-choice doesn't necessarily mean abortion. I can tell you where I'm from. I mean, my my feeling is very much that it's the huge majority of people are against abortion. Yeah, but it's not against abortion or for abortion. I'm for the choice that somebody oh, okay. gets to make. All right. from the, I'm not right. like, yeah, abortion's awesome. Okay, well, let me state Dang it another baby. way. I would say like 90% of the people where where I'm from uh, think that abortion ought to be illegal. Right. Is Is that... Yeah, but Putting you, my finger on it a little more. Yeah, that sounds about right. I could be wrong about that. I mean, I don't know everybody, but... Yeah, but you also come from a community, a small community of very church-minded people. Yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell you, when I hear that 70% thing, it's hard for me to process just... You 70%? Know. Really? That doesn't square with Oak Mulgee, that Oklahoma. Doesn't, right, that doesn't square with... <laughs> My my perception of the worldview. <laughs> um, also on the Native American story, I have some audio I forgot to play. <laughs> is this Deb Howland? No, this is a Native American man explaining what he endured at one of these boarding schools. Oh. It's almost like they right. thought that they could change them by the way that they dress them and like cut their hair. I don't know. Sounds like a very traumatic experience for a lot of Native Americans. A judge in New York on Wednesday said he would 
purge his contempt finding against former President Donald Trump, provided he met certain conditions by the end of the next week, including paying a daily fine that had accompanied the order. Judge Arthur Engerin held the former president in contempt and fined him $10,000 a day for failing to comply with the subpoena for documents issued by the New York Attorney General's office as part of a civil investigation into Trump's business practices. Former President Trump's attorney said he had no documents responsive to the subpoena, but the judge faulted Mr. Trump's failure to swear under oath that he'd even bothered to look. If he provides satisfactory affidavits, if an outside firm he hired to search his company files completes a report, and if he pays the fine, Engerin said he would lift the contempt order. He, I don't think he's going to pay any of that. Oh, well, then he's going to stay in contempt, and then it's still going to be a daily fine. Well, we'll see. You think he would rather let $10,000 rack up every day? I, I think he's just like, I'm not going to pay it no matter what. I won't pay I will it never no pay. What. I haven't right. paid El Paso. I, right, I haven't paid El Paso <laughs> for that rally that... What did, how much money, Joanna, you wrote the original article. Oh. How much money was the outstanding for the. So like 400,000? Uh, so I think close to 500,000. Close to half a million dollars. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll see. Many people started carrying hand sanitizer everywhere they went during the pandemic, but there's one place you should never store your hand sanitizer. Let's use that as a stopping point because it's a great tease. Oh. There's oh. one place you shouldn't store your hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. And I'll let you know where. Where the sun don't shine? <laughs> Probably. That's a bad place to store it. <laughs> like it's family feud. Where the sun don't shine, Steve! All right, we'll take a break. We got that and more of the news, uh, including they released some of the... Uh, uh, body cam of Ezra Miller getting arrested in Hawaii a couple months ago. So uh, we got audio from that. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show news on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, this is a reminder that we still have uh, uh, him before he can buy uh, him Scorpions tickets yeah. to give away. Here I am. Not yet. Okay. We're going to do it before 10 o'clock this morning. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. And throughout the day today, so be listening as soon as, you know, just you never know when they're going to pop up. But we'll have them before 10 a.m. Veronica's going to have some Scorpions White Snake tickets to give away, and Daniel is also going to have some later this afternoon. Yeah, that slaps. (laughs) They're on the way. Don't worry, we'll have them coming up. All right, let's get back to the rest of our uh, headlines as we finish up with news. Good morning again, Nico Ajimian. Good morning. A fire company is reminding people why you should be careful where you store your hand sanitizer. Many people started carrying hand sanitizer everywhere they went during the pandemic, but there's one place you should never store it. A car. The Western Lakes Fire District in Wisconsin showed why on Facebook. They posted a photo of a burned out and melted driver's side door panel. They explained that hand sanitizer is made with alcohol, which will ignite when exposed to direct sunlight and high temps. What? Yeah. So a lot of people carry sanitizer around in their car. Since the inside of a car can reach 130 degrees, boom, that's when it happens. You also shouldn't smoke near hand hand sanitizer or have it nearby while grilling. Okay. One of the most affluent areas of Orange County, California, is being consumed by a brush fire. Evacuations have been ordered for 
Joanna, get this, Laguna Hills. <gasps> After the fire oh. began yesterday and quickly destroyed 20 homes and mansions, the blaze quickly grew to 200 acres by last night despite firefighters using aggressive tactics to contain it. No one has been injured so far. What What's the deal with L- Laguna Hills that Joanna immediately recognized it? Well, I think that's where they filmed both Laguna Beach and The Hills. The Hills, bus <laughs> With Lauren Conrad, Whitney. That's oh, all I know. Spidey. Spidey. Yeah. So the, the fire is you know, right around those people's homes. You know, I never saw a single episode of The Hills. I thought they were talking about Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't even know what hills it might have been. I don't know. Not sure. If you got a Mega Millions ticket for the past Tuesday's drawing, hold on to it. You may still be a winner. Officials with the New York Lottery are admitting to a major oopsie and blaming human error for publishing the wrong Mega Ball number. They're temporarily suspending prize payments for Mega Millions ticket winners and hope to resolve the issue quickly. Tough. You make a mistake, <laughs> I'd say you gotta pay out everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night's estimated jackpot is $99 million. Yeah, everybody gets what? Like $10? Sure. Can you imagine getting the right numbers and then they're like, oh, it's an error. Sorry. Sorry, man. Run. That's our Make mistake. No, pay them. Pay them, man. What, Give wasn't, me my money. Wasn't there a case? <laughs> there was a case years ago where a guy was playing the slots in Vegas and he won the jackpot, but then they said, oh, the machine malfunctioned. You don't and they weren't going to give him any money. Yeah. <gasps> It's like no, as if, <laughs> as oh if, my God. that was close. I got it though. You Thank got it you. As under if, the wire. As as if the odds aren't already in the house's favor to begin with, and then it's like as soon as you lose a jackpot, you're like it was a it was a machine malfunction. malfunction. Give me the free buffet or something. <laughs> yeah, seriously. A classic film was coming to theaters for two days only. To celebrate what would be Judy Garland's 100th birthday, Phantom Events and Warner Bros. are bringing The Wizard of Oz to select theaters. A rarely seen extended musical number featuring the Scarecrow has been added to the film for the event. Oh, I bet I know uh, what that one is. The Jitterbug? Song? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wh- they had that? Yeah, so the Jitterbug was a really popular dance, and they, I guess... W- Maybe wisely at the time decided, well, it's a it's a dance cray, and there were like literal bugs that would cause you to jitterbug, and they were like, "Oh my god, how cute!" Yeah, are you they, looking it up? Yes. So that was cut from the original film. Yeah, because I think the reason they gave was, well, we didn't want the movie to seem dated because it refers to this thing that's oh, just a fad. Good point. It would be like if if every '90s movie had the Macarena in it. <laughs> <laughs> Example. <laughs> that is a great example. Great, but will we see the midget hanging himself in the background? Not a midget. First of all, little people. Joanna, I'm sorry. I expect better from you. I'm so sorry. I thought they were munchkins. Okay, the munchkins. I mean, technically. That's what <laughs> in the movie, they're the munchkins. Not a little person, not a munchkin. It was like a crane, like the bird, a crane in the background. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know Joanna's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, you can <laughs> score tickets at the Fathom Events website as well as check out the theaters where, uh, where it's chosen to be shown. And body cam footage of Ezra Miller's bar arrest has been released. Fans are getting a look at one of Ezra Miller's uh, messier arrests in Hawaii earlier this year. TMZ shared body camera footage from the Flash Stars arrest on the Big Island when they allegedly got into an argument with another patron at a bar. 
The patron said he was playing darts when suddenly Miller came up and spit on him. In the video, Miller can be seen saying that they want to record the incident for themselves because they film when they get assaulted for NFT crypto art. Are you art. saying they because that's how that's like his personal pronoun or whatever? Yes. Or her, their personal pronoun. That's their pronoun. Is it making the story sound complicated to yes, follow? Yes, it makes the, the whole thing makes it complicated and it doesn't make sense when you, I mean, it's just really hard to follow. They, who? Ezra Miller. Oh, you mean he? No, no they. He they. wants to be called they. The whole thing, it almost makes it impossible to communicate. If you wanted me to call you it, I would do it. <laughs> Sometimes I do call Buzz it. <laughs> it's it so he... In the video, Miller can be seen saying that they want to record the incident for themselves because they want to film it when they get assaulted for NFT crypto art. So the he crypto ends up getting art. handcuffed, but this is what happens. He's, he's talking to the police officers and telling them about this NFT stuff. Miller also weaves around the parking lot, avoiding the officers as the actor yells, give me your name and your badge there number you go. repeatedly. Got that. <laughs> yeah. Elsewhere in the video, Miller claims to be the victim and says they that their alleged attacker self-identified as a Nazi. Okay. It's a whole bag of crazy right here. Do you want to hear what he sounds like? At, uh, what they sound like after the police handcuffed them? This is I gotta tell you, I'm never doing this. If I have to You'd get canceled, be disrespecting somebody. Stop disrespecting someone's. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, there is something wrong with them. There's something definitely going on with them. I, I, with them, sorry, should, God. They should get some help. And that that's not the only incident they had. No, that's, in Hawaii. I think that's the second one that happened in Hawaii. That's not even where he threw the they threw the chair. Yeah. He threw a chair at somebody. And he, they got kicked out of the house. Of the house. Like they weren't they were all karaokeing together at a bar together. And then they were like, let's all go back, you know, after party. I get to hang with Ezra Miller. Yeah. Then that Ezra Miller fun. throws a chair at someone. And yeah, then that lady calls 911 and is like, uh, Ezra Miller threw a chair at me. There's something really going on with, with Ezra Miller. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because he, I, I really liked his portrayal of the Flash. Their portrayal. I can, of God! It, that is very difficult for it, me. Yeah, it's stupid. It's not it's stupid. It's not stupid, It's Buzz. just something you have to learn to do. You got to practice it. Why are Although, you being so... Well, I will say this, Joanne. It did make my story harder to follow, didn't it? It does make it a little harder sometimes, but, you know, it happens. Yeah. It happens. We all just want, have to adjust. I want my personal pronoun to be doctor, so everybody has to call me doctor. <laughs> you're such an idiot. You're, you're actually diminishing what people might really feel about themselves. I identify as a person who finds this pronoun I sometimes stuff forget, ridiculous. I sometimes forget that Buzz can get real Ted Cruzy. <laughs> People forget Buzz is like a Republican, yeah, right? like an I actual Republican. <laughs> it's only in recent years he's come like a little around. I got news for you. What's up? Most most people on the left also think this is ridiculous. I think the majority of people think this this thing is ridiculous. Uh, look, if somebody. I will respect anybody's wishes. You know, I'm not going to be... He or she. One of those Why? two Why do you things. have to be such a binary person? Yeah. 
Who made not, you the overlord yeah. of binary people? Although if if it's we, impossible, to if I make mistakes, though, I don't think anybody should be getting upset at it. Like no, <laughs> if I don't think so either. You know, there's room for corrections, but right. But if you but do being it, this resistant to it, yeah, willfully doing you it, you should need you need to get some help. Sensitivity okay. training buzz. Look at right. it's it's upset because we have to use <laughs> yeah. pronouns. I identify as it. Would people it. have to do that if I said on my social media that I'm it? It. Yeah. You it. Can do that. That's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. How about Your Majesty? Everybody's got to call me Your Majesty when they refer to me. No. no. It's sleepy. It's hungry. It's angry. It's angry. Poke it. Uh, you, know, you think this is a thing? Oh, Republicans are f- against these pronouns, and Democrats are for it. I think you're you're misjudging. You think we're giving them a little too much credit to liberals? I think you're giving too much credit to people who are doing this pronoun stuff and trying where to make have it you happen. been for years? You're just lucky, you, like you don't aren't interacting with kids where you have to do this all the time. But like a lot of people younger will probably have to do it. All, don't your, yeah, don't you? You have a daughter. Your daughter was, says this all the time. Doesn't your daughter have non-binary friends? Yeah, so I just don't talk about them. It's like <laughs> it's like hey, if oh I'm if I'm gonna walk across a minefield, screw it. <laughs> Uh, with the news, I'm new. It's tough enough talking to a teenager. It's tough enough talking to a teenager as it is. I need all this other aggravation <laughs> on top of that. Uh, this hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, Woo! the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Just moments from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media, PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. For our Scorpions White Snake tickets, I'm going to have like a super, really easy rock trivia question. Like yesterday you asked, what's the nationality of most of the members of Scorpions? And you know how I found that out? Because I had told you earlier in the no. day that they were a German <laughs> nope, band. No, that wasn't it. No, how did you find out? Because Buzz went, Dickenflegen, Fergen, Flugen. Yeah. No, that's not one of their songs. That's Def Leppard. They're banned from, oh from Great Britain. Oh, man. Yeah, no. It makes more sense if they were German. No. <laughs> and it's Untergliegen, Grauten, Gloten. All right, I take it back. That's Def, a Def Leppard song. Later used by The Offspring. Pretty fly for a white guy. Hmm. You, you, not great. Almost, nope. Yeah, not great. <laughs> he sounded so confident about right, it. Because Buzz said. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's fair, though. We've Brandon. got these these tickets. If if somebody's on the line, you know, try and give them to somebody who's who knows uh, more than Nico. <laughs> I mean, I really should about, be the... About rock. I really shouldn't be any standard, but yeah. <laughs> The bottom <laughs> standard. Is... I'm dying. <laughs> hey, uh, I like Joanna's laugh. Las Cruces uh, PD released this video of an officer involved shooting. An officer shot uh, a 75-year-old woman who her family called and said, hey, our grandmother or mother, because uh, there were multiple generations there in the home, has dementia and is, is behaving aggressively and mm-hmm. we're, we're concerned. Uh, the cop, would you say... This video is as bad as a lot of these videos that cause, you know, protests that went na- nationwide. People saw like the George Floyd thing where they're on his neck. 
or the uh, Philandro Castile, the one where the guy's like reaching to get his ID. Right. And gets this is. I think that this has the potential for national attention because it does seem so innocuous on the woman's part. I mean, you could tell she's disturbed, like there's a disturbance, uh, but the the use of force seems so much more excessive than the need that I... I, I it really I, does seem like there would have been a lot of other options mace. other than... I mean, uh, a taser. Your billy club. Billy club. Anything. This is a I mean, 75-year-old uh, your woman. Your hand. Your hand, to, like, right. Get rid of the weapon. Well, I mean, yeah. Literally, lethal force... Uh, it should have been the last thing to be used. And even if she did, like, lunge at him, what damage could she have caused? You know, I, I hate getting into the, these kind of questions because police officers, they're trained anytime there's a weapon. Like, they're trained to make sure their safety comes before. It's all about your safety first. Because if you are in danger, then you can't help anybody. Yeah, but she's really old. It doesn't look like she's moving fast. You don't I'll, see the last. Absolutely. You don't see absolutely. the second. You know, it's not like she's swinging her arms. or She's got the knives for the mo- for most of the video. Down From him side. raising his gun, that escalated the situation. He could have kept it at his side and just talked to her calmly. He d- didn't necessarily need to uh, raise his voice. I, if, I have if, a feeling the, the, like the police union is going to come out sure. on the side of this well, officer. Of That's kind of what they do. And But I'm telling you... I think most reasonable people who see this are saying an average person off the street would have handled this situation better than this officer did. He ended up shooting the woman. Ask, uh, ask, does she speak? I would have asked the daughters, does she speak English? Does she know what I'm saying to right. her? If you found out, no, then you find a translator. Um, this, I mean, this officer, there were a lot of steps he could have taken and he went straight to the gun. So yeah, the the seventy five, and that the, this is right where the shooting starts, and the video blurs out. So you can't see what she does in the last second, and, and that's that's a decision. Like, hey, in in the interest of good taste, we're not going to show right. like the bullets hitting this woman, but you don't see what she does for the last second and a half. But up until that point, I'm I'm like, there was nothing to provoke, dude. You could have stepped back. You could have, you know, you. One of the other officers said that this officer only had his service revolver. No taser, no mace, really? You don't no have mace? anything other than a gun to shoot this old lady who looks right. confused, frail, and scared. Uh, I, I think most reasonable people watching this are going to say, what, what's going on? First of all, if they say that this police officer followed his training, I think a lot of people are going to say, well, you need to change the freaking training. Oh, you know what? Somebody, was it you that said it yesterday? If all you have is a hammer, then every problem looks like a nail. Yeah. You know, if your thing is, and then it, it almost seems like this cop is like, oh, this person has a knife in their hand. I get to shoot somebody. It's almost like he wanted to shoot somebody. Right. Out of all of the other steps, he jumped so many steps that it could have been taken. I would not have thought if I was there as a private citizen without a weapon, I would have thought, okay, well, she's obviously not going to stab me. I can walk backwards faster than she can walk. Also, you're a concealed handgun carrier, right? So you know, you've had at least the class where, where you know how to properly take care of a gun. What? You know how to properly handle a gun at least. So this is I haven't had as much training. No, as no, no. I know officer. that. But so I'm saying like you're not somebody that's walking off the street, Joe, you know, Schmo that doesn't know how to handle a gun you're like uh i know how yeah i I hear people say this and the the response i've i've always heard law enforcement says well we we don't train our officers to shoot for the leg shoot to maim not to kill but i've seen a video before where there's a guy out in front of his house and he's got a gun he's threatening to kill himself and like the cops 
bring in a sniper and the sniper actually shoots the gun out of his hand, Lone Ranger style. <laughs> I don't think that happens all the time, but yeah. I I think, you know, there's a good chance that, that this officer could have done this without any weapons, you know, just with his hands. It's not clear that she really was going to stab anybody. From the also, she didn't speak any English, and they had said in the nine one one call, "Our our grandma has dementia," or I think it was the daughter who called. So she said, "You know, her mom has dementia, and she's." This cons- woman needed so much more care than so much different care than what this police officer. She needed a mental health expert. She needed a translator for for them. Okay, she needed she needed a crisis counselor. Um, none of the people she Maybe needed. Maybe a priest. You know, right. I don't know. I don't know what you're, you, you know, know she didn't need a police officer at that point. And the, least of all, someone just pointing a gun at her. The unfortunate thing about this incident um, is one, it, it, it kind of just paints police in the bad light. I know that's not true. You know, I know most police are very well trained you know and what very I would highly like trained. Then, that I would like the police to come out and say, "Hey, this was wrong. This could have been handled better, and there are going to be consequences." Again, the video blurs out the very last second. So unless all of a sudden she turned into like a knife wielding ninja, right? And you can only you can't see it because they blur it out, so you don't see it. You didn't see her pull out her katana right at the end, right? The whole thing just seems terrible, and I just wonder if this this is as bad as as almost any other uh, police overuse of violence video nationwide that, right? I, Not, that yeah. I've ever seen. So I, I, I hope that if somebody has a family member with dementia or a mental health crisis... Don't this, call the police. Well, That's no, I, I hope this doesn't... I mean, if it is serious, then of course you should well, this call is, the police. This but. seems like the perfect situation when they're talking about having some kind of policing where you send a, a, a mental health crisis counselor, right. somebody who's trained to do that... Instead of a lethal force in, option. It, right. And no. as soon as you hear that, it's like, oh, that's how you liberals want to def- you want to defund the police. But this, come on, this little old lady wasn't wasn't gonna hurt this officer. As like I say, he could have walked backwards faster than she could have lunged at. Right, him. right. It just doesn't make any sense there's, that this is how it had to end. There's a lot of people in the app chat who are saying that the situation was handled completely wrong, starting from the family calling the police. To how the policeman handled it. I feel it. for the family. Well, they called nine one one. I mean, you call nine one one. Also, don't you call nine one one? Also, if you need an ambulance. Yes. So they yes. asked for an ambulance. The daughter, the woman's daughter, also said, specified, please send an officer. I bet she wouldn't do that if she could go back and do it again. I bet she would have said, don't Look, send yeah. the police officer. I have met police officers here in El Paso. I have friends who are police officers that are the smartest nicest they know exactly how to handle these situations they put their gun away they come up to the person slowly they talk down they talk them down right even if the person has a weapon uh, you know I, I, I have I, you ever seen that situation where the person has a knife no usually if it, i was working with them it was in the uh hospital or a couple times outside the hospital uh and it wasn't like a violent situation but but normally th- these guys know what they're doing, you know. They they know how to take care of people and you don't escalate. You don't you don't pull out a gun. You don't yell immediately like that. I mean, it's just I don't, it looks completely out of line to me. Right. And apparently a lot of people agree. Yeah, Fish in the app chat says that they worked at a nursing home and a good amount of patients have dementia and become violent, but not once did they have to use a gun. They say, yes, we had to call the cops, but even when they they knew what they were walking into and were always calm and handled the situation 
very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if an orderly at an old folks home or a nurse can handle a situation better than a cop, then maybe you ought to send a you know a nurse, nurse or orderly. a mental health counselor. Yeah, that's a great point. Let's get a look at entertainment news. Joanna Barba is going to bring us the news. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Remember that scene in Wayne's World when Wayne eats from a bag of Doritos in a product placement lampooning gag? (laughs) Well, Stranger Things might have just topped that. Ahead of its season four premiere, the Netflix series has teamed up with sponsor Doritos to produce a virtual concert called Live from the Upside Down. And there's a story that goes with it. It says a tour bus has crashed near Hawkins, Indiana on the way to Doritos Music Fest 86. (laughs) Then it becomes the greatest concert that never happened. The musicians on board the bus disappeared into another dimension, but Doritos has since opened a portal to allow the show to go on virtually. The concert will finally take place on June 23rd. God, on... This is as confusing as the Mar- Marvel multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> on brand. Is it going to be a bunch of 80s bands? Yes. The Go-Go's. Corey, Corey Hart and Soft Cell are, team, are set to headline. How do you feel if you're Corey down. Hart and it's like, you might as well have just disappeared into an alternate dimension. <laughs> That's how hard you fell off the face of the planet <laughs> after the 80s. He had one great hit. Yeah. All right, and so when, I wear my When they play that at the clubs, that yeah. <laughs> in order to gain entry into the show, fans can either register online or purchase a bag of Doritos or its new 3D Crunch 3 Cheese flavor. Golden tickets have also been hidden inside bags of Doritos, offering fans the chance to win a replica of a guitar that will appear in Stranger Things Season 4. The next installment of Stranger Things premieres in two parts. Part 1 drops on Netflix on May 27th, and the second half follows on July 1st. Wait. Yes. I, can I go to this physically? No, it's virtual. It's live from oh, the Upside man. Down. How are you going to get to the Upside Down, Nico? I, I thought there was a bridge or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Andy Dick is in custody after cops surrounded his trailer and took him away in handcuffs. He was arrested on suspicion of felony sexual battery after an adult male at the O'Neill Regional Park in Orange County, California, claimed he sexually assaulted him. So far, he hasn't been charged and his bond was set at $25,000. He's due in court tomorrow. The arrest was streamed on Captain Conton's RV live stream yesterday. Several Orange County Sheriff's deputies spoke with the comedian before walking him to their vehicles, continuing the conversation, and eventually cuffing him and taking him away. Andy and a group of live streamers have been living at the site in RVs for some time now. Sheriff's deputies were seen entering his trailer and searching it after he was placed into custody. So Andy Dick has a pretty long history of touching people in ways that they, both men and women, Right, mm-hmm. in ways that they they call the police for being assaulted. I mean, this goes back years, twenty yeah. years or more. I thought I had heard this story already. Yeah, it sounds like a story you've heard before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Andy yeah. Dick touched a guy in a weird way and got arrested. You know, the, and again on a live stream. That's yeah. the the weird part about this story. <laughs> Andy Dick doing a live stream. Living with a bunch of live streamers in an RV. He was living with some YouTuber, and that's when again. The cops showed up. What would happen if Andy Dick and Ezra Miller were ever in the same room together? <laughs> would they cancel each other out, or would the universe rip a hole in itself? Live from the Upside Down. Right. Could, <laughs> could the universe handle that much crazy in one, in one place? No. Uh, how are you doing today, Mr. Dick? Oh, fine, Mr. Miller. Like, perfectly normal. Yeah. Amazon's The Boys is known for many things, impaling whales, getting choked by mile-long members, and generally being gross. 
But even a show as edgy as The Voice can get wholesome once in a while, and it looks like season three will be one of those times. Based on the trailer, we're getting a musical episode. The sequence will involve Frenchie and Kimiko. Karen Fukuhara, who plays Kimiko, says that Kimiko has finally discovered what her likes dislikes are, and you'll get to see who she is beyond all the killing and violence, and that apparently involves a musical sequence. The Boys Season 3 isn't going to be all sunshine and rainbows. There's still plenty of grim. The Boys Season 3 premieres on Amazon on June 3rd. I'm looking forward to that. The musical sequence? No, just the return oh, of the boys. Season 3 of the, the Boys. So Buzz knows a little bit more about this, and he told me last time that is there a island... For superheroes to have an orgy at in the comic, yes, because yeah, that's like going to happen in this season. I hear they're like they go an and it's, it's just debauchery island, and the superheroes get to go do anything. Don't they, they like pretend? Do. They all pretend they have like a, a crisis in space or something, and they're not really solving something. They're actually on the island doing the orgy. You were you were the one to tell me about this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember that aspect, but <laughs> there's some pretty, it gets into some pretty twisted stuff. All right. Well, that premieres June oh, 3rd. If you never saw the boys, the superheroes all act like these uh, squeaky clean, uh, like even some of them have... You think they're you, superheroes. Right, like a you, Superman. They're actually villains. Yep. Well, they're... They're villains. They're messed up people like that, everybody else is. Everybody's a human being, and when you give a human being uh, inhuman powers... They turn into some into monsters sometimes. Buzz over there. <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler man over there. And finally, it's been 36 years since Top Gun zoomed through theaters. Now Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by Tom Cruise, is back in the cockpit in Top Gun Maverick. The highly anticipated sequel to the 1986 action drama premieres later this month, though two major female leads from the original story won't be seen. Kelly McGillis and Meg Ryan. Joseph Kaczynski, who directed the sequel, confessed to Insider that he had no intention of ever bringing the two women back from Maverick. He also explained that there were too many narratives occurring in the new film, including the return of Val Kilmer as Iceman and Maverick training Goose's son, Rooster. The sequel focuses on Maverick's Navy pilot career 30 years after the first film and introduces a slew of hopeful recruits for the veteran to train. McGillis, now 64, previously discussed not being able to join the second flick back in 2019, stating, quote, I'm old and I'm fat and I look age appropriate for what my age is, and that is not what the whole scene is about. To me, I'd much rather feel absolutely in my skin and who I am at my age as opposed to placing a value on all the other stuff. Right, so Kelly McGillis looks her age. She looks like she a regular woman. Completely would. normal, like a 64-year-old woman looks. But here's a picture of Kelly McGillis uh, recently. Here's a picture of her a few years ago next to Tom next Cruise. To Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise still looks, looks like, like Tom Cruise. Like he hasn't aged at all. But I'll say this. You know who doesn't look like they haven't aged at all? Val Kilmer, but Tom Cruise went to bat to, to get, get him Val back. Kilmer yeah, Kilmer to come back. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you can... You can look like you have deteriorated. Val Kilmer's got a lot of issues, but you can look like you've suffered the ravages of time as long as you're a man. But if you're a woman, oops, you committed the cardinal sin. You got older. Getting old. Right. So Tom Cruise, I think, has a love interest in this. Yes. But it's a younger woman. It's not Kelly McGillis. As his love interest in this one is Jennifer Connolly. Who is Penny Benjamin? She's still she portrays hot. a yeah. single mom who owns the bar next to the flight school. Right, and what is she probably like? Fifty-one. Yeah, so she's almost ten years younger than Tom Cruise. He's sixty-one. 
I think he's probably 60. I feel like I, I this feel up. like he might have just turned 60 or 59 possibly. 59, yeah. Wow. Joanna, as a woman, is it unfair that some men can age like Tom Cruise? Oh, so unfair. Also, sometimes men don't age like Tom Cruise and they right. still get but parts they, you, and right. stuff. You still get it. And Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Helen Mirren ages very gracefully. Oh, she does. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah, there's a the real... Poor okay. Kelly McGillis. Can we just agree there's a huge double standard? Yeah, no, there is. Absolutely. Hollywood when it comes to this. But also men just age way better than women. So. Okay. Well, Jennifer Connelly comes out in this one. Other newcomers to the franchise include John Hamm, Jay Ellis, Glenn Powell, and Monica Barbaro. Top Gun Maverick lands in theaters nationwide May 27th. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. How about we give away some women before you can buy them tickets for the Scorpions and Whitesnake? Those tickets go on sale tomorrow, and I feel like I need to ask at least a, a super, super easy yeah. question about these bands. And Don't I, listen to anything Nico says. Don't listen to anything Nico says. He'll That's steer a general you rule. Let's, uh, let's put caller number 10 on the air real quick. I'll ask him a basic question about either the Scorpions or Whitesnake. And if you're able to get it right, uh, give you these tickets. And the tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster. We'll have more win before you can buy them tickets throughout the day. Caller number 10. Here's the number to call. 915-910-4995. 915-910-4995. Don't worry, I'll repeat that. It's 915-910-4995. Give us caller number 10. I will ask you a, almost an insultingly easy question for anybody who's a fan of both of these bands. We're going to take a break. We'll come back, have our contestant, hopefully uh, get a right answer. I'm going to make it so easy for you. Give us a call, and uh, we'll give away these tickets coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This is the uh, final segment of the show. I want to use this uh, opportunity to remind you that KLEQ has more tickets for Scorpions and Whitesnake coming up today. We gave our pair away to Victor, who did a great job. But for a fact, Veronica is going to have some tickets to give away. and Daniel's going to have some tickets. Then tomorrow, the uh, tickets for this concert go on sale at 10 a.m., Scorpions, White Snake, coming September 19th to the Don Haskins Center. We'll have another pair of last-minute winning before you can buy them. Also, go to our mobile app because we have some exclusive KLAQ mobile app tickets for this show that we're giving away. Also, a reminder that we've got a flyaway trip that we're registering for on air and through the KLAQ mobile app through Sunday, May the 22nd. If you win the trip, airfare, hotel, and tickets to see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett on their stadium tour. You also get $500 spending cash as part of the package. Every day, including weekends, through May the 22nd, we're going to give away a code word. We're going to give out a code word at 10 a.m. There's going to be another one at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., so that's three code words a day. The more you enter, the more chances you have to win this great flyaway trip to see some classic 80s rock in Miami. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett. Nico, you got a few shows you want to let people know about some of your live comedy shows? 
I do. I have two shows coming up this Saturday, folks. So anybody wants to get out there, have some fun, uh, see some jokes. And uh, specifically, if you want to see me telling my jokes, I'll be doing comedy uh, during the day after the Global March for Marijuana, uh, sponsored by El Paso Normal and our good friend, Mr. Colt DeMores. That'll be happening downtown from 4 to 7. And then right afterwards, uh, there will be an after show at the San Carlos building. And I will be performing along with some other comedians. Also, later on that night, I'm part of a very special lineup for uh, a comedian. She's been on HBO Max, Comedy Central. Her name is Luz Pasos. It's a MILFs and Cookies comedy show. MILFs and Cookies. MILFs and Cookies production. And uh, that will be starting at 9 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, You can get your tickets at milfsandcookies.eventbrite.com. Just $10 and it'll be at Mona Bar of Modern Art, 410 East San Antonio Avenue. It's going to be a really good time. You got Anthony Austin Brown on there, Otis Hicks, Stephen Puga, Sharita, and myself. So come out, see some comedy. I'm really funny. <laughs> see, I just made Buzz off. Um, I got a few comments here. I thought I'd read. Uh, Joey writes in and says about you were talking about Top Gun, and they're bringing back obviously Tom Cruise. Tom they're bringing Cruise. back Val Kilmer, but nobody called Kelly McGillis. Because she's fat and old, but age-appropriate looking. That's what she says. Mm-hmm. And she says she's she's fine with that. Yeah. Joey says, I was excited about the Top Gun movie, but after the trailer and them casting Miles Teller as Goose's son, I can't stand that actor. Chances are this movie is going to blow. Miles hmm. Teller was really good in oh, the mm. one where he's a drummer. and Whiplash. Jay- Whiplash. Never saw that one. And he Hell was yeah. good in, was it called War Dogs with Jonah Hill? Mm-hmm. Were they arms dealers? Which is different from Dogs of War. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think Miles Teller is is bad, but. Oh, he's older than us, Joanna. Oh, he is? Miles yeah. Teller is? Yeah. How old is he? He is 35, 36. Early reviews say that it's a real good movie. Top Gun Maverick review, the perfect summer movie. Review, Tom Cruise flies high again in the exhilarating Top Gun Maverick. Oh, he's in Fantastic Four. Maybe that's why this guy doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, probably. <right. laughs> oh, yeah. That, that left a bad taste in everybody's was, mouth, that Joey. That was plenty bad, I can tell you. Who was he in Fantastic Four? Mr. Fantastic. No. Mm-hmm. Reed Richards. But they were trying to do like a young version of the Fantastic Four. Like in some comic book versions, they're like teenagers. And Michael B. Jordan is the uh, human torch. The human I was torch. about to ask who was the human torch. Michael B. Jordan. Okay, isn't he? Who's the sister then? Kate, Kate Mara. Oh yeah, Rudy Mara's Mara. sister. And Jamie Bell was the the thing. Yeah. Kate Mara was in the very first season of American, American Horror, Horror Story. Yeah. She was the the. The student that Dylan was, McDermott had the affair, and she was tr- she was constantly trying to get Dylan McDermott in trouble. Oh, okay. Yes. That's Kate Mara, and she dies on the on the mur- in the murder house and becomes a ghost. Wow, you really yeah. have some good recall of the first season of American yeah, right? Horror Story, bro. That was the best season. You might be right. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, a lot of people think, well, Fox News is about as right-wing as you can get. No, no, no. There, There's one new, one America News network, OAN, OAN, and it's even further to the right. But they had to run a 30-second report this week 
uh, because they settled with two election workers that they had accused of widespread voter fraud. Yeah, it turns out when you have a news platform, you can't just say random shit. Whoa! Hey, now! Look out! You thought... Sorry, Joanna. Did you think we were doing the... The after buzz buzz for two seconds. For two seconds. (laughs) Uh, My heart. So this sounds like something they were forced to do as terms of the settlement, but I guess they gave these two uh, election workers money. And they had to run this thing. They can still claim that the election was stolen or that there was widespread election fraud. They just had to apologize to these specific election workers. All right. So translation there, OAN paid these women a cash settlement and probably were part of that was they had to read this thing. We are being forced to read (laughs) this statement. Here is a doctor... Uh, explaining why you should avoid doing the just-in-case pee, which is something like before you get in the car, mm-hmm. hey, go use the bathroom before just you get in the car. Or oh, yeah, just in case. For older folks, you know, maybe you, you clear the pipes before you go to bed thinking <laughs> you won't have to get up. It's like, I don't really have to, but just in case. Uh, so it turns out this doctor says that doing a just-in-case, number one, mm-hmm. trains your bladder to need to go more often. I think oh, okay. I think this was on uh Yeah, this was on TikTok. Is there something about TikTok that everybody has to rush like they're reading the last 5 seconds of a car commercial to get everything? Oh, you got 15 seconds really. Oh, it's like the, 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. The most it can go is a minute. I think they've now included like 3 minute videos. Okay. That's hard for me to follow when somebody's going that fast. You're not training your brain. We've got audio from a pretty amazing and happy story, I would say. Uh, A passenger who had no flying experience had to land the plane after the pilot became incapacitated. It doesn't say why the pilot was incapacitated, but it sounds like this passenger was the only other person on board. So they had to land the plane. As somebody who's scared of heights, would this be your worst fear? Yeah, oh yeah. Like the I, pilot have, I, have night, I have nightmares sometimes that I'm in either a balloon or a, a small airplane. Didn't you say a dirigible? Like a, a dirigible, <laughs> whatever it is. Anyway, I'm way off the ground, and then I suddenly realize, oh, I'm, I'm the only one here, or I'm the one who's supposed to know how <laughs> to fly this thing. Uh-oh. Yeah, in my dream. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. So Darren Harrison was the passenger who landed the plane. They're saying the real hero, air traffic controller Robert Morgan, who talked him through every step until he was back safe on the ground. Here's some of the audio. Uh, That's the air traffic controller speaking. And again, this guy had to learn to fly literally on On the the spot. On the fly. On the fly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But I was so impressed by it. You know what I spent yesterday doing? Hmm. Uh, Writing a song about the passenger oh. who... What did you say? I was going to say you were started playing video games where you right. learned how to fly. A flight simulator. That's a yeah. great idea. <laughs> I know what no. you're getting That's for your birthday. I wrote a song about this passenger with the help of an air traffic controller landing the plane and learning to fly on the fly.